Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, now we will be continuing our Euro 2016 coverage with Dylan, who you may know from the Box to Box podcast at TBTV Podcast on Twitter. Dylan, we're here talking about Portugal. Obviously, the win against Wales was a big one, takes you to the final upsetting pretty much all of the footballing world outside of Portugal and Portuguese fans. It was a very big match, ended in some very nice hugs between Real Madrid teammates. Uh, but what were your views during that match? Uh, yeah, so the fairy tale's over for the Welsh. Um, sad to see them go, but obviously as a Portugal fan, that sadness isn't as deep as some. Um, going into the match, I was pretty confident. That was based around Ramsey and Davis being suspended for the Welsh. Um, and their absence throughout the game was pretty telling. Um, when the lineups came out, I saw that uh, Bruno Alves was starting over Pepe. That confidence uh, went out the window <laughs> because I don't think Alves is any good and he hasn't been that good for a while. Um, Danilo, who technically isn't really as good as William Cavallo, I thought he did really well. And Fernando Santos now has a huge decision on who he's going to start in the final against France. Um, the, fir- the first half wasn't full of action at all, but Joe Allen did get a yellow card pretty early on, which I think had a significant influence on the game because his role in this Welsh team throughout the whole tournament I feel has been a sort of that niggly midfielder that's sort of been able to break up play and allow uh, Aaron Ramsey to sort of get forward. And him getting a yellow card, I think it was about eight, nine minutes in, um, negated his influence on the game. Uh, but yeah, half time. I didn't really feel Wales tested us that much, barring a few long range efforts from Bale. But on the other hand, we didn't really test Wayne Hennessy in the uh, Welsh goal. Um, second half, though, five minutes in, the tide swung massively in our favour. Portugal received what um, wasn't really picked up. It was probably a bit of a lucky corner. Andy King nearly prevented um, the, bo- the ball going out for, for the corner. Um, and some Welsh fans, I would imagine, would argue that it didn't go over the line. However, from the corner that was given, Guerrero, who... He's really not made his name for a name for himself, being a really good set piece taker. Whipped in a corner, which led to Ronaldo leaping above the Welsh defence, uh, thumping a header into the back of the net. It was really a textbook Ronaldo header. You could put it on a poster, and you know any kids, and it would go in any kids' room. Um, 
and the whole team celebrated with him, which sort of dispels the myth that this isn't a United team. Yes, Ronaldo is the bigger of the talisman. He's, he's seen on in all the adverts for them, but everyone gets around him. So I think the, the team harmony is fine. In, I don't have anything against Bale. He was a key fantasy asset for me at Spurs a few years ago. Um, and I feel he has the potential to win a Ballon d'Or in the years to come. But if Ronaldo, to whom he is often compared, if he was taking such outrageous shots, the media would be getting well into him and saying how he isn't a team player, he's selfish, he's a glory hunter. Um, and in reality, I feel that neither Ronaldo or Bale um, are that. But I feel it's important to recognise that there is sort of that difference between how they are compared when really Bale... Bale probably wasn't using his teammates how how he should have, but you don't... I, I, I feel the comparisons aren't, aren't fair on Ronaldo. I'm not trying to sound like a Ronaldo apologist, but as someone who has supported him uh, and seen him since he was 17 years old, I feel that sometimes I have to because I feel that he gets a bit of a uh, bad run. Uh, but anyway... 2-0, fairly comfortable in the end. Um, bring on the French. Yeah, and we'll get to that in a second. I do want to talk a little bit about this kind of narrative versus reality thing, but not just Ronaldo, but with this whole Portuguese team. We talked last time about how, how there was this Portugal haven't won except for when they have thing that was going on. Uh, already, I'm hearing some people in previews saying that Portugal are just going to set up to defend against France. What kind of misconceptions like that would you like to dispel about how this Portuguese team is set up and plays? Um, I think I think against France, they probably will just set up to defend and hit on the counterattack. But in Portuguese football history, that's been the best football that they play. Um, and I, I think when Greece set, set up to defend for a whole tournament back in 2004, <laughs> no no one was saying, oh, they didn't, they didn't deserve it, when really... Um, I went to two of those two of those games back in two thousand and four, and they were quite they were quite average to watch. Um, and that's but everyone was saying how that's one of the great miracles of football, the biggest miracle until Leicester won the um, league this year. Yeah, I don't think too many people were predicting either of those. Another question: We're currently seeing a rotation between Andre Gomez and Renato Sanchez. Sanchez has been getting the starts lately with Gomez coming on as a substitute. How do you see both of them fitting into this Portugal side uh, in this tournament and in the future? All right. So going forward into the qualifiers and, you know, the Portuguese national team generally, I would expect to see uh, Renato Sanchez and Andre Gomez in front of either Danilo or Buencavalho. Um, in a three, if they revert back to four three three, which they've played most of the last decade or so, um, if Santos stays in charge, um, which he probably will, considering how successful the campaign's been, um, he's been playing four four two with a narrow four in the middle. Uh, the other midfielder will probably be Matinho or João Mario. Um, but yeah, the problem with Andre Gomez is. The consistency just isn't there. And that's not consistency over just a season. It's consistency within a game. You can have a fantastic half and be absent in the in the second half. And that's 
And for someone who, if he was consistent for a whole game, his creative ability, he could be the main the the main number ten, the main playmaker. Um, that that could hinder uh, his opportunities for Portugal. But the talent, the talent is easily there. But yeah, like I said, I don't think he'll play a role in the final. All right, well, uh, who do you think will play a big role in the final, and what do you predict happening in this match against France? Um, <laughs> so, yes, uh, France in the final. Uh, j- I just want to say France actually knocked Portugal out of the 2006 World Cup semi-final stage uh, thanks to a Zidane, Zinedine Zidane penalty, which, you know, it isn't a full-blown grudge, uh, but we did deserve <laughs> to win that match. Um, but it'll be intriguing to see how this one turns out, uh, obviously for me, but also for um, the neutrals, I feel. Um, we did play France in a friendly last year. They won that game 1-0, but Matthew Valbuena scored, so that shows how irrelevant that game is. <laughs> um, <laughs> my mum actually asked me after I told her that uh, Portugal had won, uh, she asked who I'd prefer to verse, and I said that you know it does. It didn't really matter whoever we got because they were going to be world class regardless. It's it's the final of the European Championship, and uh, even though France beat Germany two nil, either side would have been extremely challenging in um, different different ways. Uh, looking forward to the game though. Three days time, we get an extra day's rest, which could uh, help considering that we did have the two. Uh, 120-minute games uh, previous to Wales. It'll be interesting to see how Fernando Santos lines up this Portugal side. Alves was impressive, but for me, Pepe surely comes back in if he's uh, 90% fit. Because um, I think that's just a risk you have to take. Take Pepe is uh, Portugal's best defender. He'd be in the top top five, maybe top three centre-backs at the Euros I did say in the last podcast how I was really impressed by his performance uh, in the last game. And I did actually say on the Box podcast that he was my tip for man of the match. So I wasn't entirely wrong. His replacement was quite impressive. Um, another question, does Danilo start with Cavalio back from suspension? Uh, that's, that's a real tricky one for mine. Um, I wouldn't be too surprised if a naturally conservative Santos plays both of them. Maybe one is sort of the anchor, which would be Danilo, and the other is sort of a deep-lying ball player. Um, and then you probably have uh, João Mario and Renato Sanchez in front of them, and then obviously Ronaldo and Nani up front. Um, João Moutinho, if he starts, he'd probably start for either Danilo or Cavalho. Um I'd, 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 I'd want to see him in the starting lineup because I feel that he has a, adds a lot of balance to the Portugal side. Um, you would imagine, like I was saying earlier, that Portugal aren't going to dominate this game and they're probably going to have less than 40% of the ball. Um, the concerns, I think Giroud has been good in this tournament, uh, but in physical terms, I think our centre-backs have enough to match him there. 
Payet is a dream, but he hasn't been as good in the last couple of games. He did score in Iceland, um, but compared to his first two games where he was the the man for the French, Pogba hasn't replicated his club form. He hasn't been bad as some of the media have said in the Euros, but he hasn't been as good as he has been for, for Juventus in the last couple of seasons. But um, for those who've watched his career, they will all know that he could easily sweep this Portugal team aside. Uh, the obvious concern is uh, Antoine Griezmann just scored a double uh, against Germany. In the semi, for mine, he has been the player of the tournament so far, six goals. And you'd think that if Atletico won the Champions League, he'd be up there with the favourites for the Ballon d'Or. And to be fair, he could probably still make the top three, um, probably deservedly. Uh, some pundits have sort of said, oh, he's he's reminds them of uh, Jamie Vardy, which <laughs> I think is... Um, a bit of a disservice to Griezmann. Uh, I sort of see the sense of that in the sense of he's got a lot of pace and a willingness to harry defenders. However, finishing and control that Griezmann have has puts him in the top echelon of strikers up there with uh, your Suarezes and your Lewandowskis. Um, and it's interesting to see how in the Copper America, Suarez didn't get it on at all for his suspension, and Lewandowski didn't have the best of tournaments, and Griezmann has really, really been fantastic. Um, but regardless of whoever we have on the field, I think Griezmann will be the the biggest concern. Uh, Lloris, he was in fine form against Germany. He made a couple of uh, outstanding saves. I don't feel he was at his best against Iceland, but I don't think the whole team was the whole French side was the best in the second half, um, which you know is understandable. Kashoni and Umtiti uh, will probably start at centre back. I don't think Adel Rami is very good, and Mangala is it's questionable to see if he's a good defender either. Um, the media will probably say that that is the centre backs. The defence is a weakness, uh, but I feel both players have extreme quality, and I, it's a surprise that Umtiti uh, has only got two caps for the French because I feel of them maybe Varane might be the best player. He was he's been outstanding for Lyon uh, recently. Um, for Portugal to win, Cavalho and Danilo. Uh, They'll need to have nine out of ten games. Ronaldo will have to be near his best. Um, and the back five, including Rui Patricio in goals, will need to be really alert. Ronaldo Sanchez, he'll, he'll probably start, and that'll be the first big clash between Paul Pogba and him, who I feel that sort of player rivalry could be something that could develop over the next decade. Uh, for, for a prediction... Uh, it's going to be extremely difficult, but a 1-0 win could see us become European champions. And as someone that was in Portugal in 2004 when we lost to Germany, uh, lost to Greece, of course, uh, that would be the greatest sporting... This would be the uh, greatest sporting moment of my life. All right, well... uh... 
I do wish you the best of success in that one. I think Portugal winning in France would be one of the larger upsets also uh, in recent sporting history, especially with them being hosts, and they do have a tremendous record at home um, when they are in major tournaments. But uh, best of luck to you, and we look forward to speaking soon. Uh, why don't you tell the folks where they can find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Dylan Eloy Arvella. I also host the Box to Box podcast, which you can find on iTunes and on Twitter at TBTB Podcast. Uh, cheers for having me, and vamos Portugal. <laughs>